0: Welcome to this episode of Onside Pond. It's a divisional rounds, and the top seeds are coming back, Cad, after a week of rest. Winning you're into the conference final, one step away from the Super Bowl. I'm Cad, and as always, I'm joined by Cad. Welcome, Cad. Uh, are you ready for this divisional matchup?
1: <laughs> did you hear what you just said? No, what did I say? <laughs> you said, I'm Cad, and I'm joined by Cad. <laughs> <laughs> And we're keeping it in everyone. That's oh, perfect. Shit. I'm Holmy <laughs> and I'm joined by Cad.
0: I <laughs> uh, Maybe you just put a voice changer on. Maybe the, there's never been a Holmy. You've just been doing both voices the whole time. Maybe that's the thing. Just a control oh. freak.
1: Just to use your image. I hope that's okay.
0: That's fine. I always getting pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> can you just freshen me up a little bit though? Maybe drop a few kgs off? <laughs> Want some hair? I can get that. Oh, I'll look weirder, but let's do it. Let's do it. That's a while there. That'll be interesting. So how do you feel about <laughs> the divisional matchups? Right.
1: <laughs> You've thrown me well off. That's too funny. I'm, I'm excited, but I'm, I'm super nervous for these teams. I've got to be honest. With the Ravens and the 49ers coming through rested, it's this scary feeling that, oh, I thought I thought we just had who we saw last week, but these are the scariest I'm, opponents in each conference.
0: I'm very uncomfortable with bye weeks. Yeah. I just have found, as being an AFL supporter, the bye week doesn't always help you. And the other teams, they've got on a bit of a momentum run. The Bills, you know, the Texans, they've all been playing playoffs for a month now, yeah. just to make it here. And it's like, do you really want to be resting for this long, and then having to step up against these teams that are they are going to try and take you down. It's a bit of a David and Goliath week.
1: Yeah. It's it's a tough one because yeah, what's too much rest, you know? And, and if you're in rhythm like the Ravens were and the Niners were coming to the end of the season, I assume you want to stay in rhythm. It's what Dan Campbell said, they'll get a rest later. You're not versing anyone any week. You're not actually pushing yourself. You're just versing your twos or bees team. And you don't want to injure anyone. So I'm assuming you're actually not even practicing at 100%.
0: Yeah, I just find it really hard to think that it's it can be always positive. It does suit some teams and I think it does suit the 49ers especially. I think it does. But I guess that's why they're number one seed though. They should be up and ready to go for these games. And it's going to be, yeah, I can't wait to see what kind of start these will get off to because I want to see if one could get jumped. Yeah. That could be the way the games are at.
1: Well, one of the David teams, as you say, opposed to Goliath, like the Texans, you know that they've got their idea of starting quick and starting curious. Same with the Packers, exactly what they did last week. And they are ready to go aggressive and get it out there. You don't want to even be hesitant as a as a 49ers or a Ravens and get on the back foot. Luckily, though, the advantage is you've got a lot of healthy players now and you've had enough time to rest everybody. So you should be coming with as much as your a team as you can.
0: Yeah, and you're at home. So you always haven't had to travel. The other teams are probably traveling right now as we speak. They're probably on the commute, getting ready to go. But uh <laughs> on the, let's the weather isn't as crazy this week as well. Let's hope for some general. I, believe, I haven't actually checked in. We probably should have.
1: I believe in Buffalo. They are looking at very similar weather in the snowfall. So they might be uh, having fans again try to dig out their stadiums we
0: didn't really mention it last week but I reckon the funnest thing of last week was when the Bills got that, Shakir got that touchdown at the end and then there was like snowballs getting launched into the air
1: everyone just reaches their foot and throws it up and it just has this awesome looking effect
0: it looked joyous didn't it I was like this is great, what a cheap fireworks, just get a (laughs) blizzard to come through but it was funny watching people dig to their own seat wasn't it it's like getting a shovel, I saw someone real dejected like oh i have got to dig to my seat. How annoying. I think that is something I would not and, know and in anyone's environment.
1: There's always that one fan who is shirtless, no matter what, just has nah. to do it. And I assume they're very ill right now. And you know what, somewhat I hope they are because that's ridiculous. It was negative 20 degrees at the Chiefs game someone there was warnings
0: there was yeah. warnings cover up it's any a...
1: surface of your skin came from i think the national like weather board or whatever from the states who said this is dangerous you're gonna hurt yourself and get ill and possibly
0: frostbite do you reckon you go to the cameraman i'm gonna take my shirt off for seven seconds grab me on camera and then i'm, pulling... <laughs> You'll get your clip I'm out of here then we're done. yeah yeah i'll well, get out just make sure you tell me i'm on because i'm freezing <laughs> i'm freezing <laughs>
1: Oh, they're absolutely wild in the States, but you do love to see it. It's all about the passion for the fans and I don't know, it could just get wild this week. All right, over to the news, homie. What have you got for me?
0: Well, no one's got fired. No. White. Sure. <laughs> 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 nah, it's slowed down the news, but we have got one more firing. Uh, the, so the running back coach and uh, it was another coach. Tight ends coach, know. I believe. Tight ends coach for the Browns have been let go. The job that you wouldn't have thought you could lose at the start of the season, running backs coach for the Browns. <laughs> I
1: think this guy got stitched up here, honestly, because he's there's been no issue with his running game for one reason and one reason only all the way up until the start of this season, and that's Nick Chubb got injured. How the hell is you he reckon? meant to make a dynamic running back out of Kareem Hunt?
0: Do you reckon he got home and was like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. We're <laughs> Pack up the kids. Pack up the family. Chuck I'm, got not injured, make, I'm not making it. It's like you had the most <laughs> secure job in the NFL. And then you're gone. <laughs> what, what do you mean? He's out. He's out, honey. We're heading off. <laughs> the you're Golden Goose
1: has go. left. Yeah, <laughs> now we're going to have to move. With this.
0: I think, you know, I'm going if- to the Panthers.
1: Let's go. <laughs> If anything, I guess you had to pick out about the Browns, except for, I would say, the conditioning and injury like recovery team for their quarterbacks. Beyond that, it's the running game. That hasn't been dynamic since Chubb left. I can understand that. Tight ends, I'm not as confident on. I guess Njoku, I thought, had a decent season.
0: I guess you're just looking at the last game, maybe, because they didn't get a lot out of either. Mm. Yeah. but I don't. I wouldn't think it was those coaches. It's the whole play call system, isn't it, and the quarterback situation. But anyway, they must want to freshen up. And probably, maybe they decided Q fire me. I've oh, bad enough for being here. So
1: <laughs> please let me out of this contract. Yeah, fair much enough. easier,
0: much easier than resigning.
1: <laughs> oh man! So we've got some big games coming in. Have you got any other? Useful me, homie.
0: Oh, there is one I wanted to. So Tyler Higby, um, so it's been confirmed. He's done an ACL and an MCL in the game against the Lions. Now, I don't know if you caught this moment that it was a... He was basically catching the ball and basically got jarred at the knee, like head helmet to knee, so that... I don't even like was, cutting him down.
1: It was a high speed, almost like the rug got pulled out from under him, but from with yeah, the player. Yeah, basically...
0: He's basically shot himself into the knee area of... Uh, Tyler Higby and, and the commentary was sort of talking about it and i'm'm I'm, I cringe every time I see this tackle it's it's pretty it's I just cannot understand how they allow this in the game anymore because it basically it's just injury mm. like that's all you're going to do. you can't really you can't brace for someone to hit you in the side of the knee. And the commentary was discussing like that they had sort of discussed it with the wide receivers and what they'd prefer taking this tackle out of the game or the head knock out of the game. And obviously they're like, get rid of this one. This one costs us too much time and mm. injuries. Like, So he's not going to be back until this time basically next year. It's a big out for the Rams. And really, I'm, I, don't, I don't think there should be more attention on this tackle game.
1: Yeah, well, I know that they did put in penalties in effect for high-low tackles. And it's that tackle com- combined with a high-hitting tackle, so the chest or shoulder. So they basically get uppercut and undercut at the same time knowing how dangerous that is completely but this tackle had the same effect tyler went up and straight back onto his head because he was hit with such speed and force if the player can't protect themselves as you say there's no way to secure your body bend down protect yourself from this one i do understand it's a dangerous tackle where do you think that ruling comes from though because I guess we're all kind of pushing these tackles into what is rugby union tackles or rugby league tackles. You want to be between the knee and the hip head to the side and take them down safely, but it's just not how the NFL's played. It's always aggressive throwing your complete body at the, the other player.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't think they would like my perspective. Yeah. I think they are very comfortable with it as a fan group, but I'm just not comfortable with it. I think it just looks like these boys are paid X amount of dollars. And I could tell you right now, I could probably line one up and take their knee out. Like you could, you could aim to do this. Yeah. Like if you're that malicious, like it's, it, I just think it's a, if you're wanting to keep these, you know, we protect the quarterback with someone's body lands on them,
1: mm. their yeah. body weight. Yeah.
0: Like, come on. Like, but these guys are just as important. And I think it's time you, you show them the respect and get rid of this. Like this just, it's completely dangerous. There's no reason for it. You can tackle them. At the hit point when you get the same result so i don't understand it
1: yeah i think it's a fair call how they rule it in the nfl is always going to be the issue as you've said with the body landing on it we agree yeah protect the quarterback who also has six other guys protecting him a wide receiver is just out there alone
0: it's oh, and, <laughs> like, and the murder ball. When yeah. Sorry, that murder ball. Oh, oh, I
1: actually oh. I, I do judge quarterbacks on the I'm about to get crunched. I'm gonna throw it to you, who was just about to get crunched as well. Yeah by a, a safety or, or a strong safety who was running full pelt at you, trying to absolutely clean you up because they know that's where the ball's going. I can't help but judge quarterbacks on that one.
0: It's big money cad. That was <laughs> surely those owners are gonna be talking to them and saying, Getting rid of this yeah because it, it's a, it's a big consequence too and you don't want teams being put out because of this and i think i think it, it might be on the lens but let's see if they can let's see if they can do something about it
1: yeah we'll keep an eye on this one i think it's an interesting thing to track because the more it happens the more it's going to be in this conversation and tyler higby is a big one if they were going into the playoffs possibly a bigger conversation
0: uh, in front of the Yeah, it nearly slid under the rug because they've gone out, I reckon. So it's, yeah, if it had more lights, we probably would have a bit of traction and talk about it.
1: All right, well, we've got four games this week, which just seems far too short, homie, but we better dive into them and break down these big matchups.
0: All right, Cad, we kick off on our Sunday this week. So we've got the Texans versus the Ravens Sunday, 8.30. Good time slot. I like this. Breakfast yeah, yeah. breakfast and a bit of, bit of Ravens. It's got to be good. Uh, but it's a quarterback matchup for the ages here. We've got young CJ Stroud, rookie, taking every record available to him on his dream first season. And then we've got the quarterback that's probably the favorite for the MVP, He's had an outstanding year. He keeps growing and growing. It's going to be a grazing matchup here. I just can't wait for this to happen. Obviously, the Texans, they head on the road to meet the number one seed. They'll be hosted at the Baltimore Ravens home ground. And in our first uh, David and Goliath matchup, I think the, the Ravens are pretty strong favorites with this one yeah. again. It's a yeah. hard one to
1: see. And I, I assume you're feeling a fair amount of conflict because I feel you've got your heavyweight team and your underdog team. And luckily for you, they're coming head to head in a matchup. But I guess these guys versed each other very early in the season. And first, oh, first game of the season. Isn't that amazing? And it's going to yeah, be so different.
0: They're so two very different teams now. We've got uh, Lamar, you know, he's gone on a rampage. He's proven, even, sorry, the Ravens in general, they've answered every question we've asked of them. The Texans, they've just gone on a blitz that we've never, we never expected and we're enjoying every moment of it and don't want it to end. But little one here though, Lamar, he's got a bit to prove in the postseason. So he's one in three in playoff games. What do you think? How much inca- impact can he have in this postseason? And can the Texans hold him back?
1: I think he, he is the answer to the Ravens wins everywhere about it, and its he is that player. Uh, Unfortunately, for the quarterback everywhere else, people question how necessarily that specific quarterback is around their team. Lamar Jackson is the key component to the Ravens. You know he can unlock different ways to win and push the ball. His passing game, his accuracy there, his running game, of course, and then his his play-action potential in plays with the running back squad. I think he can. I I think he's going to impact this, and this is seemingly his year. Every other year, he's had difficulties with injuries, come back and gone. This is the year for them to take it.
0: I really wonder if the Ravens, like after as we talked about the buy in the intro, and it's like, will they play loose? Like, will they be the same team we've seen? Because if they produce their normal game, it's good enough to stack up in playoffs as well. They just need to excel it a little bit more. I just wonder. They've got an amazing defense. They've been holding every team accountable. And they've, they've been the best co- team in the competition for a little while here now. Mm. And I just, it's going to be super interesting to see if they just come out and keep going. I really can't wait to see them. On the other side of the field, we've got a completely different style with CJ Stroud. You know, uh, those long balls, those third down plays, those red zone plays. He basically lights every game up. And I think what an epic game this could be if they both pop off. That's,
1: that's all I want. Hey, I just want the Texans to play at their best. That's everything I could dream of here. And you're right, because that's what the, the Ravens players were saying when they were talking about the Texans in week one, saying, we're versing a completely different team. We didn't have a deep ball threat at all. We were going up against a rookie. The mentality for both teams was very different. Now they've actually got to play it back a little bit. Their safeties have to be worried, and their man coverage has to be very good to cover Nico. Uh, and the running game Devin Singletary we talk about him every every week almost and i feel as I like as i've said earlier on the show i totally just didn't think he'd be anything cuz i didn't think he was much when he was with the bills last year but he's unlocked as a reliable source for this team
0: the running game for both these teams will be interesting because obviously we know we know the ravens crew they've got <laughs> they've got the gustav they've got uh they got lamar he's a running back who plays as a quarterback <laughs> and then We've got, it's just going to be very interesting to see who can get on top in this area. I think I think the Texans will struggle because they're going up against a tackle-heavy mm. team. They are very good as a unit stopping the run. And I think the other one for me is Stroud's going to have, he's going to have a different game here. It really didn't get a lot of pressure on him at quarterback last week. He's now going up against the team who had the most sacks in the lead And that's spread across players. It's not an individual player. So they're going to get at him. They'll have moments to get into ground. And it's going to be a real, real tussle in there. I can't wait to see when they start slinging.
1: You can't help but think that his first four sacks in his career came from this team. And that's going to be very fresh to mind of how that felt.
0: I like how Lamar said he went... Back and looked at the game tape, and I was thinking, what oh, right. would you have got out of that game tape? <laughs> <laughs> Other than a little bit of confidence because you beat them. It's like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, we got this. It's not this. the
1: same team whatsoever, but yeah, maybe it is a little bit of an ego boost there. With the Ravens, I think we know they beat the 49ers, right? And that was a big like, oh, okay, are these the new kings of the NFL? Are these the team to beat over both conferences? Is it just me? But I still have the feeling that that's the 49ers. I don't have that as much against the Ravens. and I think it's maybe just history that we've said it for the 49ers for a long, long time.
0: You it's- sort of forget. I think you forget what season the Ravens have put together. Mm. They, like I've said, they've been able to hold this underdog tag. I don't think it's worthy. Yeah, it- I, think, I think they are the big dog. I think they are the team that's been performing the best. Every time they've been challenged, they've won. They've picked up, they tick a box every time. The only question of recent times is was when Mark Andrews went down and is he, you know, is he going to play? He's I a, think we checked him.
1: I think we had a look. So he's still an IR. He was a limited participant in practice. I think yesterday for the States, there's a lot more time to go here. I don't know if they're going to put him out there. It just doesn't seem... He's not even questionable. He's
0: still on IR. It doesn't even matter now because they uncovered another player, didn't they?
1: Yeah, well, I think Azai likely is a great player. Honestly, I think, you know, Mark Andrews at his peak, sure, uh, amazing. Um, But I think they've got a reliable tight end here. It's not like they're left with nobody. They've got a tight end who scores, who can take receptions and can block. I don't think that's as massive a hit for the Ravens as possible. If Mark Andrews comes in healthy, sure, it's just another feather in the cap.
0: Yeah, I just don't think they're going to play him unless he's 100%. I think Isaiah is doing enough for them as well. And I just think they've found that they can survive without him and it hasn't been as big an impact as I thought it was going to be. So well done to Isaiah because he's done well. He's basically fit the system straight away. Mm. That's what you want when the player goes down. But you start to look at this Ravens team and you just think, we've only really been talking about offensively. You look on the defense and they are so strong.
1: That's really what scares me here is that I think the aggression from the Ravens' defense, as you said, the tackle heavy in the run game, but there's an aggression behind them that the Texans' defense just doesn't have. And I think once they start getting on a beat on the Texans' offense, it's just going to compound on the pressure on them and and CJ. I think they're in for potentially quite a tough time.
0: I I think it's going to be a really good good matchup to see – one, what the Ravens where they are like mm. if they're comfortable, were they back. You know, was the rest good for them and the Texans? Can you just keep that going? Like, how how long can you keep this going? We talk about a little bit. It's like when will they bust? Mm. And it's like we've been waiting for them to bust. And it's like, could it be this week against the Ravens? Potentially. This potentially.
1: could be. This could be their super well. I think is what, yeah. Where we're but at. let's see.
0: I can't wait. This is such a good game though. I can't <laughs> wait for it.
1: I'm excited, homie. I assume. You're picking the Ravens here, from from how you're speaking about it.
0: Yeah, I can't go past them. They just they are the best team in the comp for me right now, and I'm going to stick with them and see how far they can take it.
1: I'm going to go Ravens for the win here, but I'll I'll be tipping and supporting the Texans here, just because I, oh. I I think the Ravens will win, but I'm going to tip and support the Texans. I'd love this narrative, and I also kind of really want Lamar to go get this Super Bowl. Uh, I'm honestly a big fan of that. Because I think it's time that he gets his flowers, uh, and it'd be great for the rookies, a eh, flowers, and all the other guys out there. <laughs> I was like, "Well, you confused me for a second there." I was like, "Oh, well done. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> Very good." But I, you know, this narrative for the Texans—I don't want it to end.
0: I love this. this I whole think that's story. the problem, isn't it? You come in, There's a there's a lot of heart overhead in this section, yeah. and it's with these games now because you're like, I don't want to say goodbye to the Texans. They've been so good to me. Yeah. They've given us so much joy. I was just like, don't don't leave us now.
1: You and I both have Texans match. We wouldn't have had that at the beginning of the season. We're jumping on the bandwagon
0: here. <laughs> let's yeah. I'm, I'm like, but you've come up against me Ravens now. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> I like them too. It's really that time of the season where you get those good matchups. And it's uh, it could... I, we'll probably hold it to the end of the episode. But I was thinking, like, what is the most likely upset? And this is definitely potentially one of those games.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that at the end because... We we didn't have the week we thought last week, and I'm thinking, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be out of four? But let's move it on. Uh, heading over to the San Francisco 49ers, who host the Green Bay Packers in an unexpected playoff matchup in the NFC. Now, homie, we already know well enough about the 49ers, similar to the Ravens here. They were 12-5 and five in the regular season, incredible talent in all sections on and off the field, and extremely strong defense. And arguably the highest ranked total offense in the league. I think only above them in total offense is the Dolphins. So I guess they're the highest ranked who are left in the uh, <laughs> in the NFL. I'll uh, take it. Yeah, yeah, got to got to get that one. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is back to full practices and will play in this game, which means their starting offense, the entire starting offense, is completely healthy. That's a bit worrying for oh. everybody out there. Oh, <laughs> on the defense, however, Dre Greenlaw and Eric Armstead are still questionable in this game. Regardless, though, they've had two weeks off. They're very intimidating here. And we, we talk about that being cold for the 49ers. You think that they're a good enough team that that shouldn't worry them?
0: You can't be the number one seed in walking cold. Like they've had, if you can't, as a coaching group, get your team up for this game, I think that... You could probably go on the chopping block, but no. Uh, you've got to be, you've got to be the number one seed. You have to turn up. You have to be physical. You got to start it properly. You got to prepare properly. There's no excuse for them not to be ready, and they should start well. But history tells me teams do miss the jump sometimes. So,
1: We're, what we've seen in this season with the 49ers' losses is generally we put it down to Brock Purdy, and that's I'm saying we as in the media but I think there was that three-game stretch where we can kind of agree that Brock wasn't playing his best and they faltered there. They've got a great enough team to pick it up even if someone plays averagely as a quarterback, but do you think there is a potential for the same situation that the Packers had with the Cowboys last year that there could be a collapse coming in cold from Brock Purdy?
0: There's always the risk of it. I think it's an interesting exercise to do for yourself is to list who you think the best quarterback is in left in this competition and you'll probably you'll probably put him down the bottom Brock Purdy when you start to line him up because wow. it's like uh, you start to ro- roll for the list do it for yourself it's pretty fun so and you go oh why why do we have so much confidence in the 49ers when I don't have much confidence in their quarterback he was in the MVP yeah. conversations at the start of the year we talk about him but he has these weird games where he just gets picked apart where he gets disrupted in his own I don't know, his own mind maybe even. Mm. it's like, It does when seem they...
1: like that because he goes on, as we've said, goes on tilt. He starts to fall over slowly.
0: Yeah, and I just think it's, it's an interesting one. And the Packers, they did it against the Cowboys. They worked out a way to get them to plan C. And I think the 49ers, it's a similar outcome, isn't it? You try and get them off their number one plan mm. and it might they just might crumble a little bit.
1: Well, you know, the Packers, I think, threw three touchdowns before the Cowboys even got on the board. And that's yeah. a quick start that they'll want to replicate as soon as possible. Of course, the 49ers. What, what scared me, homie, is that the thing you sent me with Carl Shanahan said, we started preparing for the Packers half at halftime during the Cowboys-Packers game. And it oh, wasn't that the was fact that, it was a great comment, but I think not even that comment scares me. Just the fact that I was like, that's right. The game planning's coming from one of the best head coaches in the league with some aggressive players who know it's their last chance before they need to pay or get out of the Niners. Game planning for the Packers, watching them play at their best with the Cowboys. I think I don't know how many how many different ways the Packers can do this. I feel it's the same way.
0: It's the same. It's the game. That's the thing. It's like I think 49ers will be so prepared for the game plan, right? Mm. It's gonna be Aaron Jones at running back, trying to split him up early. They're gonna try and create the gaps for him and then they're gonna give it to Love to try and get the extra points. I uh, just think history, the first seventh seed to win through in history from the wild cards. That means they're going to break history again. Yeah, lightning's going to
1: strike twice here.
0: It's just hard to think that that's going to happen again. But the Packers give themselves, they're going to be loose, aren't they? Yeah. They, the beauty of these teams is they're not going to die wondering. I just love that about these kind of knock them out kind of games.
1: I was wondering, Robbie, um, you know, as we say, some teams play their Super Bowl early, meaning they have their moment they then hit a ceiling they can't bust through as you've said they've done something amazing already have the packers played their super bowl already uh, are we going to underestimate them here? You th- do you think this is that was the challenge and now they're just looking for a punch out
0: i think we're going to underestimate them again i think i i personally think they've played their super bowl i think it was last week was unbelievable i enjoyed every moment of it but i can't see it being replicated and i think I'm worried they're actually going to get blown up in this game. That's what I'm more worried about.
1: I'm kind of feeling on that same way, that I feel it's going to be pretty evident by halftime or even the second quarter that they're on the back foot pretty strongly. And I think it becomes from the 49ers shutting down their first offensive drive, putting points on in reply, and then it starts to get more and more difficult as we go through the game. I think the Packers did take their foot off the gas with the Cowboys, you know, about yeah, halftime or bit, third quarter where, But the score was still 48 to 32, not 42 to 10, which is what the Niners put on the Cowboys. They have a quick offense, but I just think their defense trying to contain this team is really going to be the biggest test. I think Jordan can still score. I'm probably not as worried about that. I think it's actually the Packers defense trying to contain the 49ers and not get blown out.
0: I think the other thing is we forget that the 49ers have something to prove here. They got knocked out last year in a pretty bad game. Yeah. Yeah. They got Purdy went out, they went out. Mm. And I think they should be pretty excited, angry. Vengeful. <laughs> vengeful. Like they've got they've got stuff to play for here. And I, I can't imagine them not being super aggressive in this game and really stepping on the Packers. If I would be the su- only thing I can see is an injury <laughs> upsetting them like it did that other time. Well, they're not but up I can't against the them.
1: Eagles this time. So they're, they're probably really stoked at the Eagles around. That's as what well. I would think. And as the well. Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> like, like whoever and they come up. up against in the NFC final is either the Packers, the Lions, or the, oh, sorry, is either the Lions or the Buccaneers. Like the 49ers That's are the looking at their chops.
0: They're looking at this going, we step, we step over this team. Like we're we're a long way home, aren't we? Like we're gonna just go, and they they must be so excited to see all their enemies going out.
1: I think they've got a close eye on that Ravens Texans game because that's who they think they're seeing in February at the Super Bowl. So we'll we'll have to see how they track that one. Why don't we take a break and we're gonna go head over to the Monday games after this.
0: All right, Cat, let's head to our Monday games. I've got the Lions and the Bucks, and it is 7 a.m., Cat. Well done. There you go. I'm actually excited by that time slot. I don't know why. I'm so sorry to get out about it it every time (laughs) we see it, but I just think it's a great time. But uh, get your coffee, get your your croissant, and it's uh, Lions versus Buccaneers here. So, obviously, they've won for the first time in three decades, the Lions. They get to create that home environment again, hostile environment. And the visiting Tampa Bay will probably not enjoy this. So we've now we've also now seen that they they played each other back in Week Six. Oh,
1: right. And it was
0: twenty to six. So there'll be a little bit of confidence, but none of that matters. We can't look at history because it's playoff now. I'm more interested now. Do you think Eminem is going to get the crowd singing "Lose Yourself" again before <laughs> during the game? Because
1: maybe mix this <laughs> it up. I don't know. Maybe that it's was quite real impressive. They didn't
0: roll out the stars, the old Lions, didn't they? There was, there's a lot of uh, stars on the sideline. I thought but the Chiefs uh,
1: had everyone. I'm not just talking about Taylor. They have like Paul Rudd. They have so many celebrity fans. But The Lions are coming in strong from Detroit. Who knew? Yeah,
0: there were so many in the woodwork, I reckon. That, having <laughs> Taylor Lawton, no, he didn't say that he was a fan, did he? He was like, oh, okay, I'll come in now. We're in the playoffs. No, that oh, was quite worried.
1: funny for me, actually, because I, you know, you and I have the social account on our phone, so I get the notifications when you do something or I do something, and it says "onside punt" has tagged
0: Taylor Lautner in a
1: post. And like, <laughs> <laughs> what? The guy from Twilight? <laughs> okay.
0: Well, the um, this you know the highlight of the um social calendar is, uh, Justin Koz- Kozczyk? Koszczek, uh,
1: um, Jussik. Jussick.
0: Jussick, yeah, uh, Carl Jussick's wife. Yeah, Carl Jussick's wife. Uh, she does these puffer jackets and they always get rolled out. Taylor Swift was wearing one. Uh, that Taylor other Lord, girl uh, was wearing one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Taylor Lord got one, but he discarded his old jacket and I asked if I could have it. But so. <laughs> <laughs> you're an I
1: opportunist would, after trying to get the bills, owner's daughters. I'm sure trying real hard, Dad.
0: I'm trying real hard. So if anyone knows... <laughs> let us know but uh, you know you're good enough for Detroit uh, Jared Goff and you're good enough for me so I can't wait for Goff to carry on what he did and produced over the last few weeks he loves being at home Cad, and he doesn't make errors when he's at home uh, he's done a role in Tampa they're not great against QBs either and I just see this as a matchup that could really really decide this game uh, let's not add in Armand St. Brown as well Cad. he's been playing some super games here and they gave up 148 to uh, Devontae Smith last week. Mm. He was the only option Philly had. So there could be a massive game here for for him if they can pop him off. I reckon they might be... At a, how do you feel about golf season? How do you feel rolling into these playoffs? I think he's just been exciting. I think he's playing really well.
1: I think, you know, you've never seen him look more comfortable in the pocket. And yeah, we saw flashes of golf kind of getting a bit intimidated or scared and going down. When he's at home... He's got a great group of players around him here. I think Armon Ra Saint Brown's super underrated. You know, I think Jamar Chase still got a, a lot more hyped on Armon Ra did despite not having Joe Burrow there. He's a top-tier wide receiver. Goff in his connection, his connection with Sam LaPorta, Goff's just got options and he's got a whole team behind him and Dan's behind him and trusts him. I think that's what he needs and I think going up against the Buccaneers at home. He's going to play incredible.
0: I wonder if this game is going to be on the back of the quarterbacks. We've obviously we know what Baker's like. He played the probably the best game of his literally
1: uh, the best game uh, career in his with Buccaneers career.
0: last week. Yeah. That was an outstanding game. And but he's up and down, and I think we all worry that he's going to have that down game. Uh, I just feel like that could be the balance in him. Um, we did see though they gave up 181 yards to Nakua last week. Mm. And it's like, can Baker get the Evans to have that, Mike Evans to have that output? Yeah, I really think there's some curious, like those two matchups for me could be where it's decided. I just think who can actually get the advantage in these two.
1: I put it down to the Bucks defense containing the lines here. Cause if they start getting rolling, they're going to have to back it up. Uh, I, I think you're right though, on the kind of the choking of Baker in that offense. And if that chokes, then yes, it all shuts down. But if Baker plays his best, and Goff plays his best, it's all, all on the Bucks defense here because the Lions' defense we know are capable. They're going to have high-point games. I want this to be a shootout, but I honestly think when you measure these teams side by side, Lightning will have to strike twice for Baker, again with what we've said for the, uh, for the Packers there. So it's all, it's all in their hands to, to win this game and take it from Lions.
0: The big difference I see here is them having to contain um, the running game of the Lions I just, they're not great at controlling the run. And I think I feel like there's a big balance discrepancy in this. And it's, uh, you know, the year that um, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery have had, they both exceeded over a thousand yards in the regular season. And it's just, I just, you forget about them. Isn't that weird that you forget how they're there as a threat? Last week we saw on, it was fourth and one and they actually gave it, usually they give it to the run, but they put it in Jared Goff's hand and he hit the, hit the pass to Sam Laporta. Yeah. Sam Laporta got back up and you're like, oh, they got all the <laughs> weapons. It's yeah. a, it, they're, they're they're a good, really good rounded team. They are that sort of three-phase team.
1: They're really hard to stop in the red zone. And I think that's the best example of it because, yeah, we could run it in, but we love a check down to Sam Laporta. That's why we talked about him. If he wasn't in the game, that's an option that gets taken away from them. They can hit a slant. Jared can run it in himself. It's a lot of pressure to stop for the Bucs and then on the defensive coordinator to actually plan for that.
0: But we saw last week they they did really well. Mm. Like they they probably performed a lot better than I expected. And they were a little bit they're pretty blitz crazy. They weren't yeah, they weren't. I heavy. thought almost yeah.
1: too heavy on the blitz, to be very honest. Yeah, I
0: was like, Oh, are they gonna ramp it back this week or are they gonna go again? Because they're facing a different O line. I know Goff got taken down three times, I think it was, last week. But mm. there, it's a different O-line. This O-line has been strong. I think there's two in the pro Bowl uh, already. And I just think there will be a different opposition here. They don't really let you get to Goff often. So no, and one, I think they're going to be so playing. scared
1: of that deep ball as well. Because, yes, they had Devonta Smith, but, you know, Amon, Rasen, Brown, and Goff are completely healthy. And it's not like Goff is anything like Jalen, who has just fallen apart when they versus the Eagles last week. They've got to be really worried about playing deep. And so do, the, uh, so do the, the Lions. They've got to be careful about deep defense because we know what happens when Baker can air it out and then tackles get missed.
0: Baker is such a dangerous player because he just, what he wants to, he seems to be able to just control the game. And I just think, you go, you can probably hear by my notes that it, you know I'm pretty confident the Lions are going to get this, but I'm not confident that Baker won't try and take this game at one moment his red zone action, his third down moments. He just keeps attacking and you just know it could be bang or bust, but I just, I'm excited for the game. But I I think I really find it hard to see that the Lions momentum will be slowed here, Ken.
1: I think there's a big like voice in us. that's like, Oh, please be a great game. Like I want to see the Lions get through probably more than most teams in this playoff thing, but I want the Bucs also to give them a run for their money. And if they win, it's just going to be something incredible uh, as a playoff run. But I've got to go Lions here. I want the Lions to win. I'm tipping the Lions. They're a better team. It's theirs to lose effectively. So they need to come out and be exactly who they have been the past few weeks.
0: You're at home. You should step up. Your crowd's going to be holding you as high as possible. Can you remember the quote that um, Dan Campbell said last week about the Lions?
1: Uh, it wasn't his direct quote, homie It was basically that Dan Campbell has changed the narrative of the Lions. That the Lions always find a way to f it up, especially before the playoffs. But Dan Campbell's changed that narrative now, and that team doesn't have that belief and story behind them anymore.
0: Yeah, and that's a, I kind of I I feel I'm with that now as well. It's like Lions, you don't get that excuse anymore. You are. Uh, you are top, you're a top team now. Go yeah. get it done.
1: Yeah, let's go Lions. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I want the Lions to win it so badly. All right, let's move it on. We asked for it all year, homie. It's one of my favorite matchups, both at 12 and 6. The Buffalo Bills will be hosting the team that has knocked them out of the playoffs for many years, the Kansas City Chiefs, on Monday at 10.30 a.m., I'm super excited for this one, homie. We've seen it before two years ago at this exact moment in the playoffs at the Divisionals where the Chiefs knocked the Bills out 42-36. to 36. I think there's some old scars here. You know, I think that they are looking at this team saying, you're the gatekeepers. You are keeping us from everything that us and our fan base want.
0: The, uh, the wound here is still open. Yes. This is, I cannot be more excited for this game. I just think it's going to be, you've got Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes in a must-win game. It's cowboy,
1: cowboy moments. There's got to be some big highlights coming in this one.
0: I just cannot wait for the craziness of this. And it's always (laughs) crazy, right? Mm. It, It is
1: always wild. And I love this matchup as a team. Same with the Bengals when they get thrown in here. There is these, They know each other so well. Being in the AFC, they play all the time and happen to meet, and it's between Josh and Patrick, nearly their entire career, if not their actual whole career, that they come head-to-head. Andy Reid knows how to game plan for the Bills. The Bills know how to game plan for the Chiefs. Who slips up the most is where I'm at here, and I guess who's been slipping up the most, told me. it's been the Chiefs, right?
0: Yeah, and the Chiefs are on the road. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're on the road. They've never, they've never had this experience before. I just think they go into a hostile environment. The Bills, they probably didn't leave the stadium last week. To tell you the truth, they're probably still there, frozen
1: <laughs> in place, statues, waiting to be thawed out for the next. Yeah, game. just waiting for the sun
0: to just clear them up a little bit, or someone with the whatever they use to,
1: just, <laughs> just like a leaf
0: blower. Yeah, just, I did see that job. I do want that, by the way. But I digress. Let's come back. Let's come back because. I just think this is the best of matchups, isn't it? It's it's a little bit of a reverse to what we know. And it's like, who do you actually think is the favorite here?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one because not that the Chiefs have underdog status, but they are coming in under the gun here. They're coming in from away. They have been slipping up. The Bills have actually increased in momentum and, and performance the past few few years, Let's uh, past few weeks. Before I answer that, homie, I think let's go have a look at when we saw them most recently, which was, I think, on the 11th of December, the Bills took the victory 20-17. to Now, that had that controversial play, if you will remember that one.
0: I don't remember the play, but I remember the outcome of the play.
1: (laughs) It was a very unhappy Mahomes and that neutral zone infraction uh, that kind of ended the very cool play that the Chiefs thought just should have been on there to let the boys play. Now, I think the refs are going to be the most nervous during this entire game. They're on watch, especially for the Chiefs and Bills matchup. But Bills got a quick start at that game, put two touchdowns on the board before the Chiefs replied. They then battled it out in effectively a field goal kicking contest until the clock ran out and that play was wiped off the board. I like to look at the Bills here as a more confident team. And it's hard to do with the Chiefs who have that pedigree you don't really want to go against the Chiefs. You don't want to go against Andy Reid in the playoffs. We saw last week that they seemingly put things together besides a few drops from Travis Kelsey. There's got to be a couple. They're not fixing everything. But the Bills, to me, seem more consistent, and they want it more.
0: Well, the, that game was the Bills' starting point for their season. Mm. They, I think they were 6-6 six and six at that time, and then they've gone to this all the way to the second seed, winning all the way, and probably being the most informed team in the competition. And I just think the, uh, the chiefs haven't had that season. If they'd had a tougher div, they might've even had competition towards the end of the uh, post uh, normal season. And I just think the bills have every momentum coming into this game. And I just, I struggle to see, I think Josh Allen's in the best form of his career. They've made a dynamic run game now, which we weren't suspecting. Mm. Where did that come from? The game plans changed. You know, the Chiefs are used to the Bills, but I don't know if they're 100% used to this team that the Bills are well, they, playing with right now. The
1: Chiefs are used to being their best when they take on the Bills, even at, if they're at their best. And I think just some injury updates here to, to square it up on me. does It won't help you at all. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Uh, Gabe Davis, questionable for the Bills. But on the other side of the ball, Kadarius Toney is currently questionable for the Chiefs, which takes out two of their options Probably their second, I think. Wr two for Gabe, wr three for Cadarius. How does that make you lean on the offensive performance of these teams?
0: It doesn't really. I don't see it as a factor at all. I'm, I'm a little bit more concerned around the Bills having that shorter turnaround mm-hmm. because while they haven't got listed injuries, they are a little bit banged up. Like they're a little bit more banged up with one less day, but I can't see that. I can't see it affecting them in any way. I, I, I think. The adrenaline will kick in, and both teams—they will not care who's out there. They will not care who's on the field. I think both offenses will just have to run it. But I don't think. I'm more concerned because I don't think the Chiefs' offense has been keeping them in the games. I think it's been down to Chris Jones and their defense. Mm-hmm. I think they're the team. They're the part. I think uh, Mahomes is leaning on them a little bit too much, and I think the fact that could be the factor for me. I think they're. I don't know if the Chiefs offense is as good as the Bills offense, Cad.
1: I think that's a fair point. I, I believe that Gabe Davis being out for the Bills is a bigger impact than Tony out for the Chiefs. Uh, Kaderi's Tony, I don't know how to quantify him. I don't know how to evaluate him. He, he's a difficult one because there's a lot of errors, but there's also some highlights. I'm going to go with, yeah, the Bills is actually more informed. They're more consistent. Josh Allen still does have his cowboy moments, which are either huge boom or bust. Um, I just think the Chiefs can struggle. And once Patrick Mahomes seems to be getting in his head, as we've talked about, and if he gets in his head from a ref call, from getting shut down from the defense, he just looks like that kid who's nothing's his fault. He's getting uh, getting a little bit whingy on that sideline. If they get in his head, I think we haven't seen that superhero Patrick Mahomes in a long time. And I think that's what we
0: used to be scared of. And he's not at home. Such a different environment, isn't it? It's It's like when he does... Uh, get a bit. Uh, what what is it? Tantrumish. It's a bit tantrumish. <laughs> yeah. is, is that a word? But there, the kid in the is, grocery
1: aisle for sure. Yeah. Right? yeah,
0: like you can imagine, the Bills will enjoy that. The fan group. <laughs> I got a. I got a question for you. Who do you think? We obviously we watched Miami and uh, Chiefs on the weekend. It was mm. very biased towards the Dolphins. What do you reckon the national nat- narrative is here? Do you think people are going Bills or Chief?
1: Uh, I don't know. Let's let's talk about Australia. I don't know. It's kind of hard because when it comes down to the playoffs, I think a lot of closet NFL fans will come out and put their bandwagon Chiefs jersey on and be like, yeah, let's go Chiefs. I reckon everyone else, though, just wants the Bills to, to win this. I think we're kind of sick of the Chiefs. They haven't really earned it this season, hasn't felt like. We're not seeing the team that dominates who should be coming through. I think everyone wants the Chiefs to lose. Maybe not even the bills to win. I just think people want the Chiefs to lose.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm feeling that as well. Just general chit chat around with everyone, and it's just like, oh, I don't think the Chiefs jerseys have come out of the closet. I think everyone's been like, none no, of come. That's what we <laughs> I saw know. when
1: we were watching the game on Sunday together in in Richmond. Like there was one or two Chiefs fans, and that was it.
0: Yeah, and so like they're not chirpy. They're not chirping around this year. I think they the most I here's a little. I don't want to look ahead too much, but. If the Bills and the Lions win, two teams that have never won the Super Bowl. Oh,
1: that's so exciting. Right. Yeah, that, that, is, that is amazing if that happens. But they have to go survive the juggernauts. they are got to get through. <laughs> yeah. this, these are big games.
0: This is the big, you know, you want, you don't want to be left at the door, do you? Nah. And so this is your chance to go through. All oh, right.
1: i got to ask you then, I'm assuming you're locking in Bills from how you sound
0: yeah I, I'm locking in the bills but not confidently this is the this is the closest matchup for me out of the out of the bunch I think it's a real tough one I'll go to the bills though
1: I'm locking in the bills confidently they're gonna take it oh yeah. confident Crush okay. these chiefs get them out of there I have one last question for you homie and it's a very important one do you think Jason Kelsey's gonna be in the booth with Taylor Swift
0: oh, I've wondered about this what do you reckon I don't, will she even be there it's, not, a, it's not their ground <laughs> yeah, that's true i don't reckon i don't think the bills would let her come.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, they put her in the worst box they could no it's taylor swift she has power she's she's the madonna of the i've era, actually right? this
0: is i've this has been rolling through my mind will they will she come and i'm, I'm but, but really, will
1: jason be with it will jason be nah, in the him
0: and him and mama kelsey they'll have their own
1: i reckon, like, I, reckon taylor so, I don't know if she was at
0: the philly game i think they'll be hanging out in the
1: I reckon in their, their own little space. I reckon they'll be all together. I just want to know if Jason can he can he put on a Chiefs jersey to support his brother? Yeah, you reckon?
0: I'll only allow it because um, who was the Chargers? For the put Eagles the Lion <laughs> oh, No, a- the two brothers. They that he did it last oh, season. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. The Bosa boys, no. Uh, Bosa
0: boys, yeah. He put he put the um, Lions was it Lions jersey? Who's the other Bosa play for? 49's. Oh, Sam Fred. Yeah. Sam
1: Fred. Yeah, he put the 49ers yeah, so, jersey on. Yeah,
0: yeah. so I'll allow it based on um, history.
1: Well, he but doesn't play for the Eagles anymore, so technically he can do whatever he, can he wants. can put on any jersey he wants
0: there because <laughs> he is dutter-dusted. <laughs> I'd be more interested if he put on some like a random. Maybe he'll get a puffer. Maybe he'll get a puffer jacket.
1: Right, I'd be surprised if Jason Kelsey rocks up in anything but jeans and thongs. And a yeah, that's
0: he'll be he'll be in the thongs even though it's blistering cold. He is a great. I'm so I'm actually still sad about this. I don't want to see him go. Come okay. back, please. I'm sorry. Come back. Sorry. All right, cab. That's a wrap of the divisional games. It's a big weekend coming. We can't wait for it. But uh, let's wrap this episode up so we can get to the games.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Onside Punts. Remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your journey, we've got you covered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Onside Punt. Thank you, homie. Thanks, homie. <laughs> Thanks, Kat. <Cap. laughs>